Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, this is Mitch Halleck, creator of TerrificCon, Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con, telling you that we're back this July 30th to August 1st at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center in Uncasville, Connecticut. Welcome back to Mitch Halleck's TerrificCon, Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con here at Mohegan Sun. We hope you have a great time at TerrificCon, the home of the largest gathering of comic book creators in New England. From the Avengers to the X-Men, Captain America to Batman, meet your favorite artists and writers who brought your heroes to life at Terrificon. And don't forget to stop by and see the stars of terrific movies, TV shows, and animation at Terrificon. Get an autograph, grab a selfie or professional photo op with your favorite actors. Still want more? Well, you can shop for comics, artwork, toys, games, and cool stuff in our dealer room. You'll find it all at Terrificon. Thank you once again for coming to see us here at Mohegan Sun. And remember, fans, there might be a lot of Comic-Cons out there, but there's only one Terrificon. It's terrific. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntress here. Uh, this is kind of a double-use uh, podcast because it's also appearing on the Aya podcast channel. And uh, this is a great conversation we had over the weekend at Aya Comics in Skokie. Mike, number one, uh, the guy who's been managing the store for the last four years, but he's been with the Oh Yeah Comics family for eight years, is wrapping up his tenure, and uh, we wanted to give him a nice send-off, so we had a nice little casual weekend hanging out, and Franco came to town, and uh, this is uh, me, Artie, Franco, and Mike, just literally on Sunday night, hanging out, relaxing, uh, sipping a little bit. And uh, just talking about, uh, you know, things uh, in the comic book world, uh, television, film, the store, how are things going, and uh, it's nice. It's a good little casual conversation. We all laugh, we tell stories, and I think you're going to enjoy it. And Aya Comics uh, send-off on today's Word Balloon. Word Balloon brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners, my followers who help me out each month with their contributions via Patreon, patreon.com slash wordballoon. Listen, uh, I, I get to uh, talk to incredible people and try to provide you with a lot of entertainment each month. If you can swing it, uh, I would certainly appreciate uh, your help and support via Patreon, patreon.com slash WordBalloon. Thank you, League of Word Balloon listener. Word Balloon is brought to you by Aftershock Comics. Aftershock has a big June, and it starts with a new Peter Milligan series, Out of Body. And uh, it crosses time and space and takes up residence at your local comic shop, that's Out of Body from Peter Milligan and Inaki Miranda. Check out the collection of Sympathy for No Devils, the complete series 
from Brandon Thomas and Lee Ferguson. Uh, the world's largest colossal has been murdered, and Winston Wallace, the last human in the world of monsters, has been called in to solve it. Sympathy for No Devils, the collection from Aftershock Comics. Also coming out this month, Kaiju Score Volume 1. It's uh, great to get uh, James Patrick and Rem Brew's uh, excellent collection. Also, Aaron Douglas, it's just been announced. You might remember him as the chief on uh, Battlestar Galactica. Well, a great one-shot is coming from Aaron Douglas this fall. He and Cliff Richards, 10 years to death from Aftershock Comics. Don't forget, you'll uh, find more great uh, books, uh, full story descriptions, preview pages of art, and the diamond codes that on order these books through your local shop at aftershockcomics.com. Word Balloon is brought to you by Alex Ross Art. Com. You know Alex has worked for years in the comic book business, creating epic images from DC and Marvel's history, but also Star Wars, the Universal Monsters. And of course, in recent years, Alex has expanded into Hollywood with great prints featuring the Beatles, the Monkees, Monty Python, and a whole lot more. Go to Alex's website, alexrossart.com, and you will find prints, original art, and pieces that are priced at every price point so you can find affordable Alex Ross art to grace your living room or man cave. There's also sketchbooks, signed comic books, and art books like last year's Alex Ross Unseen, featuring crossovers never seen before like a Star Wars Star Trek piece and several Star Wars DC Universe crossovers. It's all waiting for you at alexrossart.com. Word Balloon is brought to you by Aftershock Comics. Aftershock has a big June, and it starts with a new Peter Milligan series, Out of Body. Uh, make sure you check that out. It's going to be pretty amazing. It starts on uh, June 2nd, and uh, it crosses time and space. and takes up residence at your local comic shop. That's Out of Body from Peter Milligan and Inaki Miranda. June 16th, it's Kaiju Score Volume 1. It's uh, great to get uh, James Patrick and Rem Brew's excellent collection. Uh, also, Aaron Douglas, it's just been announced. You might remember him as the chief on uh, Battlestar Galactica. Well, a great one-shot is coming from Aaron Douglas this fall. He and Cliff Richards, 10 years to death from Aftershock Comics. Don't forget, you'll uh, find more great uh, books, uh, full story descriptions, preview pages of art, and the diamond codes that on order these books through your local shop at aftershockcomics.com. Hey now, everybody. Hello, welcome to the IA Podcast. Just audio only. We might put this up as a YouTube video as well, uh, but it'll probably just have the logo and stuff, and you won't see any like fancy movement and things of that nature. So they can see us live right now? No. Oh, I can see you, though. Yes. So they can't see that's me, you, and Art, and, and number one. Everyone's yes, right. number one is... Yep, yeah. yep. Very special and, guest. And we're sitting here live right now, because you can call in. You can't call in; it's pre-recorded. Oh, oh yeah, comics in Skokie. Yeah, still trying. To it's uh, Sunday okay. night, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we've uh, spent a weekend uh, being frivolous. I said it. I said on Word Balloon on Thursday. I'm like, I'm not going to pod at all over the weekend because uh, Francis is coming to town, and I didn't know Mike was leaving. Yeah. So this is a great occasion to have Mike on the pod and uh, wish him well as he's leaving the. Oh yeah, professional family, but we'll still be a member of the Oh yeah family. family. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, Nest. Oh we're we're, yeah. we're saying yeah. Tom Boyash to our boy. But I still got his tech. I still got his number. Yeah. What? What's up? Special, special <laughs> events, and sure. occasions, and stuff like hey, that. Hey man, I'm having pizza. Come meet me. Like, how, right, how many man. years, Mike? 
uh, as manager four four to five years, and I think eight years overall, and just yeah. uh, like part time, just in, in capacity. Yeah. And like, cool. give us some hilarious uh, stories that might have happened here. <laughs> any any like uh, drunkards show up at four a.m. Let me in. Um, I remember we're recording. I was gonna say I gotta remember that we're on. Yeah, the, the, good, the, yeah, the ones you can't right? talk about on the air. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just the good memories. You have like the the signings we did. Like we're all here for the Alex Ross twentieth anniversary. Uh, Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. That we're was all great. For that, that was yes. Super fun. Yeah, uh, my first day working here was Dark Horse Day. Wow. Um, oh, was it really? Yeah. Whoa. So who was there for Dark Horse Day? Uh, it was, was like it was the first day I met Kurt Kurt Wood. Uh, oh, Art, good. Art came, you were here for that. Yeah, really? there. Yeah. Frank, were you here for that yep. as well? Yeah. yeah, you were here for that as well. Um, that was super cool. Uh, that was like my first full. I was working the Hero Initiative table or something like that. I was just doing like a raffle thing yeah. that day. Yep. Um, that was, so fun. was that day we had bartenders. Do we have bartenders? That was a tiki party. That was a tiki party. They all seemed pretty close. Tiki party was a tiki party. was fun because me and my buddy came dressed as uh, beach douche bros. That's right. Uh, we had, we <laughs> went to Party City. Had, yeah, you we, had uh, mullets. Uh, no, not mullets. It was the, the frosted tips. Oh, but it was, oh that's uh, awesome. With the hat. Um, yeah, the like, Jersey one. Beach yeah. douche bros. And we had, yeah. I remember that party because we had our own drinks. We had an action cat and an adventure yeah. drink. Right, right. Yeah, what was that up? Do you remember? I had We had that somewhere in the basement, I think. I took a picture of it. Again, it's radio, but that's good. That you, I yeah. want, I'm glad you. I want to see the picture. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to read them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. I'm going to read. Them. Oh, very good, sir. I like it. Yeah, that was fun. That's Jeff, awesome. The Jeff Smith signing was a lot of fun too. Just, that's uh, cool. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah. Afterwards, it was all of us and Art and Jeff Smith just talking at the table about like art. That was yeah, cool. just well, seeing the cartoons. Just kind of peeling back behind the curtain a little bit on that one was. was I remember cool. drawing with Jeff Smith and looking up at Kurt, and he's like oh, freaking yeah. out, like his yeah. face. Freaking out. It's Jeff Smith, sure. Yeah. Okay, here's the Action Cat drink was absolute Mandarin, triple sec, orange juice, and cranberry juice. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's a good drink. You can make your own drink at home. That's now. right. Yeah. And there here, the Adventure Bug was absolute Mandarin, blue Kukurako, Kurakao, <laughs> and pineapple juice and Sprite. That's perfect. And the Sounds Action great. Cat Adorable Cat one was absolute Mandarin, I'm sensing a theme, exactly. cranberry <laughs> juice and Sprite. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saved this menu because oh yes we will use it again there we go have we yeah. used it again no not yet we no. will though we will we we've been so, waiting for Mike to leave it's the right, right. <laughs> yeah, this is Mike gone now we're just there breaking it out <laughs> like, this weekend felt like the old school parties yesterday like, it did, right? but it was good because really Frank was like all right, we're not doing a big party. We're right. just gonna have like the immediate family. Friends like, good, good, good. I'm like, no problem. But it felt like one of those old parties. Yeah, yeah. oh no, pre COVID, pre all. Yeah, yeah. no shit. Not being able to do and stuff. Somebody oh my said, God. I don't know who said it, but it's like, man, you guys are close. You guys are like family. Yeah. 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 I think I think it was uh, uh, one of one of the new guys that's coming on, Joe. Joe, uh, yeah. His, his oh, maybe he wife. said it. Oh, then he, he and his yeah. lovely wife. Uh, oh, cool. I, I think they were. Really Debbie. That's not her name. My wife. Just saying. But uh, she's very nice. Said said that you know wow, you guys are you guys are kind of like a family, kind of close. And we're all brothers. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you should see us argue behind the scenes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good party, man. Yeah. It was a good weekend. It was a good cool. party. It was just hanging out. All That's day why day. we're literally like we're right now sitting around in we're front of our iPhone, yeah. my iPhone. That's what we're doing, basically, just sitting in nice, comfortable chairs, just BSing for the entire weekend. Right. Yeah. And seriously. This is literally only the second comic store that I've been inside since the COVID restrictions were lifted. Wow! Really? I went to Keith's Comics in Schaumburg. Yeah, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, a great store. Yeah, yeah. That's a real. Yeah. That's near my buddy Chucky. Oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and I'm like Chucky, let's go to Keith's Comics. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Wow, wow, Chucky. So, 
But yeah, so Scoot's not around, unfortunately. Negan's not around. Skokie Spigety's not around. But we got us uh, four. Yeah, right. we still got us four. We got number. Just in one. case you're wondering, a pared down version. Yeah. Yes. Too bad, too bad we're not recording right now in a parking lot. It's planes are flying overhead, talking about Planet of the Apes. <laughs> when we saw that, that was a fine live uh, spur of the moment. Spurt of the moment. My favorite spurt of the moment. Oh yeah, podcast was when we were in New York. And uh, poor Jimmy the Muscle was floating sulfur biscuits for us every every fifty. <laughs> Jimmy the Muscle was here this weekend. Yes, he was. Yeah, yes, we saw he Jimmy. was. Jimmy's Jimmy's like ten years behind technology. Like he's just discovering YouTube. Yeah, which I love. For the probably, longest time, he didn't have a smartphone. Last time I he found, I taught him how to watch a video on his phone. He was astonished. I think when I met him like eight years ago, he had a flip phone. Yes, yeah. yes. Like, he has like the phone high school drug dealers had. Like, totally, that, that's what she <laughs> totally. Was rocking. Well, it was simple technology, and he uh, he would get mad. <laughs> we we were telling, we were saying that like our get-togethers, we you know we'll either say something on Facebook or we'll message right. each other, and he's like, dude, how come nobody's calling me? I'm like, because we don't call anybody anymore, man. It's 2010. You're on Facebook. You're wherever. I'm like, that's how we do it. Yeah. I'm not on that stuff. I'm like, well, then you're going to miss the parties. It's that simple. I love the fact that somebody took Jimmy, like, dug a hole, put him <laughs> in it, and he's literally a time capsule. Yes. Yeah. He's, like, yes. he's like 10 years behind he don't do everything it. on technology. I he's, Rip Van, he's Rip Van Muscle. <laughs> I finally know what the term sight for sore eyes means now. Are your eyes sore from seeing them? Yeah, a little bit. I understand. Are you <laughs> crying inside? They were a little dusty. I understand. Coming in, yeah. But no my eyes are better. Totally. So. Yeah. All right. I know Artie's only seen the first episode of Loki. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Me too. Yeah. I like I'm. I am also, of this recording, Sunday night, two behind. They've put out three so far. But I like what I've seen. I, I want to see all it. three episodes. Do you like it? Yeah. I've watched all three, too. I've like seen it's all three? Different. I like it. Quirky. Yeah. That's the key is how different each show has been. And I think yeah. that's really great that they're doing that. And I love when you can't predict where it's going. Yeah. And that's what the first episode like that's what WandaVision was doing too in a way. Yep. And um I just love Except for the last two episodes of WandaVision, like, okay, they have to do it this right, way. Right, right, right. But well and they had to rewrite the ending because it was gonna dovetail into Doctor Strange. Oh really? Yeah. And they had to kind of. Well, and they, they decided. The they decided that. Like, to, I thought at the beginning, when before they were doing all the promotion, before the series came out, that uh, I saw somewhere that that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be like in the series or something like that, because they had like a pre-launch thing with all of them on video or something like that, and he was on it. So I'm like, oh, he's going to be in it, and then I never saw him in it. I, I'm like, well, yeah, I thought he was going to be the quote-unquote. Luke Skywalker cameo that I think Elizabeth oh, Olsen yeah. was talking about right. for the finale. Yes. But there wasn't, unless it was White Vision, there really wasn't no. No. Yeah. that. Sort there were of, no surprises, right? There wasn't, no. a, there wasn't that cameo. We were like, oh, holy, you know. All right. Quicksilver was the surprise for me. Yeah, but, yeah. Was which was great. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of White, fi- white Vision. Yeah. Racist. Um, exactly. It's racist. But also, and really talking to Mike as a, as a comic retailer, yeah. um, isn't it interesting how during pan- the pandemic, these key issues have just skyrocketed yeah. in price. Because uh, Chad, my, my Pittsburgh buddy that I was doing all the online shows with, he's like, you could pick up that West Coast Avengers white vision yeah. for under $500 for years. For, under, for like oh, a quarter. Under, for like, under, for like, under $5. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. The West Coast Avengers one, it's like a 5 to $8 book. Yeah. And, and now, now 
Oh, easily over hundred bucks. Oh no, yeah. it's like easily. in the th- it's in the thousands. It? Okay, yeah. If it's especially if it's like a nine point oh or oh like rated is yeah yeah yeah. Well, sure, a reader may, maybe a reader comment. Yeah, and with that in mind, and I and I really did it honestly because I loved the original story. But with Superman and Lois, and and them and them having the super powered kid and the non super powered kid, yeah. there was that sixties imaginary tale, and I remember reading it when it was in an eighty page giant a few years later. Of Jor El Jr. and Cal El Jr. and now they're Jordan. That's and, right. Um, yeah. I forget what the other kid is. Uh, it Cal? Jonathan, Jonathan. It's Jonathan, Jonathan and Jordan. And Jordan. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I'm like, all right, is this going to be a key issue? Because I even remember reading on Bleeding Cool that the first time Wonder Woman flew using air currents, that is now a key issue and worth in a movie, five figures. She, she was floating sulfur biscuits. Yes, exactly. That's how she flew on her yeah, own sulfur. Yeah, he just never saw it. Steve, Steve Trevor would hold it in. Things. You know, he didn't want to admit that he's catching a whiff of uh, Diana, if you will. Like, whiff hey, of Diana. Know. Essence of Diana. A whiff of Diana. A whiff. How did she fly? It's called Whiff of Diana. <laughs> My sulfur biscuits allow me to fly. Yeah, all right. You like it? You like a bean? <laughs> I like a bean. <laughs> so, man, I'll tell you, I uh, when when Wonder Woman eighty four. I don't know if we've talked about it on the pod yet or not. Yeah, I'm never gonna. But watch when it was, was when it was free on, on HBO Max, that. you haven't seen it. Yet? No. I watched already. I watched the first twenty minutes, and I suddenly realized I'm not paying attention. And I'm like, well, if I'm not paying attention, why am I watching this movie? Yeah. Right. And I bailed. I and now it's back on HBO yeah. Max to oh, watch. Yeah, because yeah, it's been enough months. Yeah. I still haven't watched it. I stood up to use the bathroom uh, what I thought was like 20 minutes in. It was an hour and 15. And I, was like, I feel like we're not even into like the cusp of what this movie's supposed wow. to be. Wow. It was so disappointing. It was boring. Like, I, I was super pumped for that movie. And it was like, I was falling asleep in the third act a little bit. I had to like, you know. I forget who played Max head. Lord. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, That's right, Pedro. Yeah, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, and it was. I mean, and I'm like, it would have been better if he had his best car armor, armor on. Right. <laughs> he was kind of like yeah. he was in a different movie. Like he was in like an '80s movie where he was trying to like fake it till you make it. Yep. Uh, that would have been a better movie than what. He and was. also, Kristen Wiig's character reminded me of uh, the Halle Berry Catwoman movie. Yeah, she was basically <laughs> Venom from Spider-Man Three. Magic That's good too. Like, you know, yeah, what? I'm, yeah, pro- yeah. I'm probably gonna love this movie because I like all the hurt ones. <laughs> you do like know. all the hurt ones. That's true. But I, I have to be so many issues. With it it, it just, makes sense though. It was just funny how how good better the first one. I'm not gonna say how good. Oh no, I think I, the first I, movie I, is no, good. I, I think it's yeah, good. I like the first one. I didn't think it was like. Tremendous. Well, I didn't. Best I movie ever, but yeah, I think it was the end, but it was good. Two no, thirds no, no, of it was good. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the final act, act, act kind of sucks. I agree. Yeah, I was expecting this one to be just as good or better, and I was just so disappointed. Well, and just like a James <laughs> Bond movie, the pre-credit sequence, which was the flashback of her as a kid competing with the Amazons, that was fun. That was really good in the second movie. I liked it. Yeah, but the, well, again, we're going to get into the weeds here, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't like that sequence at all. You could have just taken all of it out. It was. Oh, I agree with that. And well, like I said, that's why it reminded me of like a James Bond pre-titles little mini adventure and stuff. And that's I'm like, like okay, yeah, I'm cool with that. Do, yes. Little, in the beginning, that I am hearing very interesting things about, and I can't give my source. <laughs> but I'm hearing very interesting things about Indy 5. My neighbor. It is, yeah. It well, was Frank. Ford just I, got, like, I, I hurt on that, that, that Yeah, movie. he's injured. 
I'm gonna die making one of these. Not, 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 not hard. It's like not a bad injury. Oh, no, the garage okay. door fell on him during the yeah, week. Yeah, Falcon door uh, fell on his oh. like broke his leg or something. He's a guy. trying to fly a plane again. I was gonna say exactly. It's like, hey, Harrison Ford is kind of brittle, and he's in his like late seventies, if not eighty. I'm Exactly, literally. When he had it, when he had to land the plane at the golf course and stuff, when he got hurt on. Either Force Awakens or, or Starfighter or, la- or whatever it was called. It was the last Starfighter. <laughs> I love that movie. Still a great movie. Yeah, it's awesome. They don't hold up. Oh, I think it's a lot. I mean, you're right from the special effects standpoint, but the story itself, I think it's still a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a teenager. Not what I'm going to say you're wrong, but okay. Well, whatever. I loved it. PS4 now and a kid. What do we do? We die. By the way, my favorite artist is Ross Andrew. Ross Andrew. So, what's your uh, what's your scoop on indie indie seven? Yeah. Or what? No, just that um, they're very happy with what they've made. Uh, they are only at the beginning of shooting, but as far as script, they're very happy. And um, and also, um, is it Paramount or <coughs> Disney that has? Uh, it's Paramount. Paramount. And I heard no, they're it's, doing eighty. Oh. <laughs> Pardon me, because originally it was Paramount. Yeah, I'm wondering, I'm wondering maybe Disney now. Because every indie movie they did the transition from the Paramount Mountain. Yeah. Right. What are they going to do? Into like the opening right. 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 castle. Right. And, and well, everybody maybe it will be a castle. Yeah. Everybody, everybody thought the same thing with uh, uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and you know the the Fox, the Fox fanfare. Yeah, it's not in it. It's not, it wasn't in it, so. Indy yeah. Seven is just going to be the uh, Disney ride, just looped yeah. like twenty. Indy Seven, in, two movies from now. Yeah, I like that. No, I like to think of. Yeah, he's hundred eight right yeah, now. It's going to be the Disney Experience ride, just looped it's over. Just, yeah, yeah, Indiana Jones uh, eight or nine will be him as an old man sitting in the theme park watching the <laughs> right. Indiana Jones. Uh, Critiquing like they didn't get. That I show. haven't. I haven't been watching the old new, you know, Indiana Jones Chronicles, and it was interesting to discover. That they've re-edited old indie out of a lot of them because it oh, doesn't yeah. match up with current continuity of what Indiana Jones I guess, is. I guess Kurt was saying point? he had a daughter or something. Yes, in the, in the show. Yes, they should just put her in the movie because he should he should be able to. I edit, agree. Like, um, yeah, have more than one kid. Pictures. Yeah, he doesn't just need that one. It's hopping from bed to bed. With, the Marion wasn't his only conquest. Yeah, yeah. He even says, "They weren't you, Marion." Yeah. I love those first three Indiana Jones movies, but are there really yeah. that many sticklers of uh, continuity with that show in respect to that fourth movie? Are there that many people oh, that yeah, care? The like aliens? Yeah, but I'm like, the, if it doesn't quite match up, do people really care that much as if it was like Star Wars or yeah, Star Trek? Yeah, but they're looking or... for closure, I, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but who cares? LaBeouf sucked. Yeah, he that movie good. was. When he and picked it, up yeah. that hat, I actually went. Don't you talk bad about Mutt Williams? I know, I am. I am breaking bad about Williams. What I didn't like right away is like when he drove in with the motorcycle, looking like looking like oh, like Brando. Brando. Yeah, and he had that cool hat on, and then it blew away. I'm like, oh, that was it. He had that look. Why didn't he keep that hat through the whole thing? And Indy has his hat, and then I knew it was. It well, sucked. see, for me, seeing him dressed uh, dressed like Brando and driving up. It looked like a kid cosplaying Marlon Brando, yeah. and I'm like, "You are no Marlon Brando, yeah. sir." I'm very sorry about that. And that's when a he nice picked up the hat but... at the end, I actually said, oh, "No, no, don't, no, no." And well, that's why it's good. Indy took it back. Yeah, like, and he even gave him a point. He said, "No, not today, kid." Exactly. So, do you think Indy's going to make it at the end of this movie, or is it going to be a handoff of like? I hope it's not a handoff. I hope Short I would, Round comes back. Yeah, Short Round. He would hand it off the Short Artie's got the best yeah. idea of what they should have done yeah. with Indy 4. 
Yeah. And it's a shame that they didn't do it. If you want to retell I it, because it's retell. been episodes from Imagine if you will, the beginning <laughs> opening credits of Indiana Jones and us as the viewer is walking through a cave. But we're in the in the body of the person walking up the cave, of course, we hear footsteps crunching through tarantulas and weeds. And then right before we find the treasure we seek, we see, Hark, there's another person there wearing a jacket like me and the hat. And you're like, what? The, us as the viewer says, look, Indiana Jones got here first. And then you turn, a hand grabs him, spins him around, and the guy says, Dr. Jones? And he goes, Shorty, what are you doing? And it's short round and dresses Indiana Jones. As an adult. As an adult, because he fell in the footsteps, took the path of yeah. Indiana Jones. Because if anybody is his father, it would be Indiana Jones. If anyone's his hero, it would be Indiana Jones. And he would take that. That's what he knows. And it would be, I don't know if it's the first time, but it would be really cool to see an Asian lead actor not to be associated mm-hmm. with martial arts. Right. He mm-hmm. could just be a boom. And then he could be an ultimate and superstar. Also didn't, wasn't Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom chronologically before? Yeah, it was. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, yes, it it's was a prequel. 1936 mm-hmm. or yeah, 34 Yeah, it was the 30s something. in Shanghai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a prequel. That, again, great pre-major uh, movie part. Uh, like the whole thing with Shanghai and them in the plane. And then as soon as they jump off the plane and they, they wind up in the little village, it's like, all right, then the movie goes downhill for me. No, I for me. That's one of my favorites. Really, Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah. I like the end with the the yeah. carts because it reminds me of that yeah, doctor. Yeah, that yeah. was good. the mine shaft the stuff was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the, it's the weakest like, of oh. the three, but it's still like it's still it's still watchable. It's, still it's the most violent indie we get because he uh, punches the guy on the conveyor belt, and then right, he lets yeah. him get smashed. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah. And then he lets all the guys on a bridge die. So he he uh, and they. <laughs> There's some website that shows all the kills that Indy had. It's like 150. Good thing it's not kills. Batman or to be a hundred YouTube videos of why yeah, it's, it's like, the worst. Yeah, yeah. but Indy That's kills hilarious. and Indy shoots guys like in oh totally. Yeah. But in Crystal Skull, I don't think he killed one person. Oh, except for the dark guy. Right. <laughs> he, he shot was, the dark. He was hiding in fridges to get away from nuke. Yeah. <laughs> you know that didn't bother me. No, that's no, you know what bothered yeah. me more than nuke in the fridge was in Temple of Doom. When they have the scene where they're all eating chilled monkey brains oh, yeah. and all the icky oh, eels and snakes and all bleh, and the the spiders and stuff, it's like, all right, can I throw? Is there a vomit bucket for me I now? Like because this that. is gross. No, again, it's everyone's taste, but yeah, I that think was, that the last one, the Crystal Skull, could have been really good if they just eliminated that jungle chase. With the yeah, that was silly. Stuff. That was silly. That was way too long and digital. Yeah. And I didn't mind. Uh, it's cool. I like the ants. I th- I, th- I like the idea of aliens being like. Yeah, I did too. I, I, just, I, didn't thought, I just thought the execution wasn't. Yeah. yeah, the idea was good. I yeah. agree with you. Can we talk about the transition of Indy as as he gets older, he's getting more mellow because he kills less and less people. Yeah. That's fair. He can do that. He goes through. You know, it hurts yeah. now. I want them. Um, because I understand that as a, as an older man now, I'm yeah. getting more mellow. Yeah, we all killed less people. And I killed less people now that I have. We had a kill count on the side of our cars. The other the other arty theory. <laughs> and when he met when he met uh, young Indiana Jones, who's the teenager, Sean Patrick Flannery, yeah. I'm so in Artie's camp in terms of as a transition from Harrison Ford yeah. to whomever will take over the franchise and do many movies. They should have one movie yeah. with Sean Patrick Flannery yeah. now yeah. because he is Indiana Jones. And they could have Harrison saying, "I remember just, just currently like." Back in the 1960s when I did right. this. And then have Patrick Flannery walking with his briefcase, yes. whatever. Yes, 
coming out of school. Totally agree. Yeah, that's what he should have did. I will say, I left Jurassic World thinking, oh, this yeah. is just Chris Pratt's audition to be Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind him as... he like, would, And like I felt that way... That movie is very, like... Well, he, he, can't, he can't do that. He's he can't started. do everything. Well, I'm just saying, like, th- that movie, I was like, oh, he's yeah, trying he's to be Indiana Lord. Jones. You have to find a vehicle that's like Indiana Jones to be in that. Like High Road to China you know with Tom Selleck. You know who I thought would be good was that guy who plays the voice. That was an awesome movie. James Seymour? Who's the guy? Lauren I don't know. Lauren Hutton. No. That was no, it wasn't Lassiter. Lauren Hutton. That was Lasseter, right? With Lauren Hutton? With yes, it was Lasseter. It was her and Tom Selleck. I don't remember who the woman was, and, and Mike is looking it up. For High Road to China or something else. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't doing that. No, he's texting. Well, look, Mike, Mike like, what am I High Road to China I cast. <laughs> that was Tom Selleck's faux Indiana Jones movie made a, like a year or two afterwards. Who's oh, that's right. He wore a suit. Tom Selleck. Yeah. Uh, who's that girl? Bess Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Wow, Bess Armstrong. Armstrong. Loved her. Uh, I had it bad for her. She was cute. I've totally I've forgotten who she was. She's in no uh, the Tom Hanks, Jackie Gleason movie, Nothing in Common. And she's in the Alan Alda movie. I don't know. Uh, four seasons. <laughs> well, Tom Hanks, it was a good... It's a funny Tom Hanks movie early in his career. And it's Jackie Gleason's last movie. Because as... Uh, what's his... <laughs> Gary Marshall said, I go to Jackie. Jackie, please don't let Smokey and the Bandit 3 be your last movie. Because he, he was getting old and he kind of wasn't sure if he could do it physically. Yeah. And Jackie Gleason's really good in it as Tom Hanks' father. And he's kind of like a deadbeat dad. It's it's really good. And then I didn't know it exists. Lauren Hutton being the most beautiful woman with the biggest face in her teeth. She had like a gap in her teeth, like David Letterman. You could put you could pass a football through her teeth. Yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't really have an airline though. I think she might have had one of those military helicopters. Oh, I think no, she's still she, flying. She was industrial. She's still. Oh, yeah, oh no, she's still flying. Yeah. Oh no, like she's freight, she's kind of like, a supermodel that never yeah. never lost her looks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she even had a talk happy? show in the nineties. It yeah. still looked really good. She's exotic, right? She has a She's smoke exotic. Face. Hello, boys. Um, <laughs> but also for another potential indie that I think has aged out of the possibility. Well, he could still do it. Bradley Cooper, I always thought would be a good indie. Yeah, Jones. I was going to say that the raccoon guy. Yes, rocket raccoon. That would, that would, <laughs> he is the raccoon guy. He would be my pick for Indiana Jones. Me too. Me too. Like if they were to transition, I don't know Neil well, Patrick Harris. I forget the, the guy. I forget the name of the guy. Okay. Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Although NPH, I would like to see as Indiana Jones. He'd be fine. Yeah. Or Vin Diesel. Sean Patrick I don't think Vin. Diesel. I would like to see Vin Diesel be Indy. Yeah, Boondock Saints. Yes, still and the sequel. Because he still looks like he could play it, though. I saw him in... Yeah, well, already told him yeah. still that they should yeah, write it. Did you meet him in San Diego? I told him, yeah. It's like, you're Indiana Jones. And he's like, yeah, I am Indiana Jones. You're already him. Right. You are him. Like, I think he still could, in that frame, It's like having you and McGregor for Obi-Wan. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You should do it. Totally. And he said, I know. Isn't you and McGregor the same age now as... Alec Guinness was in the first one? Probably. Was, uh, I know Luke Skywalker Mark was. Hamill was the Mark same Hamill. age as Alec Guinness. Oh, that's you know, like awesome. Skywalker is a that's fantastic. Cool. And Rocky was the same age as Mick down in the last Rocky. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Creed 2. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with Creed 3 moving on and Stallone not being in it. Because yeah. I like the closure they gave Rocky in Creed 2. Those were surprising. With his son and everything. I see both of them still. For, oh, sir. They're yeah. both. I think they're both good movies. Yeah, they look good. yeah the boxing is very legit. Yeah, um, Andre Ward, the old light heavyweight champion, yeah. is in the first movie and the second movie. And this great uh, British cruiserweight is the final fight in the first movie. Oh, cool! And he's really good. They're good movies. They're really and especially 
I think the first one obviously is slightly better than the second one, mm-hmm. but the second one's a good sequel. And Dolph Lundgren is he in as Dra- yeah in the second movie because it's Drago's son fighting Creed. Spoilers. Oh, well, that was, that's, that's in the trailer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but but there are like amazing scenes between Stallone and Drago before they get to the kids fighting each other and like. Drago is trying to be smug and arrogant, and little Stallone is just like, "You got to leave right now." Yeah. And and there's just some ama- just like in uh, the Rocky Balboa movie with Milo Ventimiglia playing Rocky's son, and he gives that amazing speech about losing, and he's like, "It's not how hard you can hit; it's how hard you can, you get hit. Get up and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done." And he has a great speech with Creed about Rocky Four, and like that fight. Broke me in ways that I'm still not completely whole from, and it's like, and that's good. It was better than Rocky Five because it's like, no, that movie did, you know, that fight did a lot of damage to Rocky, but he's a lot better and smarter than the way they left him in Rocky Five, and that's, and now he's managing Young Creed, and a couple times, you know, these slick promoters like, oh no, this will be great, ah, and he's like, yeah, 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 this guy's a stepping, meaning Creed, this guy's a stepping stone for you. So, oh no, it's gonna be a competitive fight. He's like, no, it's not. And it's just great because it's like, no, Rocky knows, man. Rocky's been around the corner here, you know, around the cor- around things. the around the block a few times. So he knows, like, he is Mickey now. He know he did knows. He, at any point, did he make Young Creed chase a chicken around a, a, a schoolyard? Uh, that's a spoiler, shit. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know. Exactly, that's a spoiler, shit. <laughs> chase this. But honestly, that's the other thing. When he's take making him train, he is like a sergeant with with you know, and it's still oh, yeah, Rocky. Oh, absolutely. Oh, well, that's the cool thing because, yeah, like, Creed's like, I want you to train me. And he's like, uh, uh, no, no, no. And he's like, come on, man, you owe it to my family. And he's like, yeah, you know, and then finally he's like, he gives in. But he's awesome when he's training. And it's different from Mickey, but also very similar. It, Ryan Cogler is a great director. Yeah. Really. And I'm so glad he made that movie. And it really, because if you look at those first couple Rocky movies, they're problematic in the way the social mores are today. What are you and talking I'll, about? They're awesome. <laughs> First Rocky's awesome. Totally. I still love them. But exactly. Stuff like that. Yeah. But they really redeem Rocky. They acknowledge that that was been the... You know, they don't... They don't. It's not a, any big thing. But he loved those movies. Ryan Coogler and everything. And it's like, that's cool. And he found a way to redeem Rocky without making it a big deal. Yeah. And a, a lot of it is just the fact that as an older guy that used to fight, it's like, no, Rocky's been around the block. He, know, he knows the pitfalls. And he doesn't want Young Creed to fall into yeah. him and stuff. He and had a pet turtle. Yes, it's yeah. very, and it's it's a buddy it's a buddy movie. It's a shame Stallone didn't win the uh, or even got nominated. Did he get nominated? I think he got nominated. I just don't. He didn't win. He should have though. He but he should have because it really was a great performance. That first Creed, he was yeah, all, he was yeah. always really pretty good. Yeah. Well, and it's still a Rocky story while being a story about Young Creed. Yeah, I mean, both of them really do have equal plots. They really were close. He was nominated for best supporting actor. <laughs> But he really was a co-star in the movie, and you're, it's very much his story as it is. You know, worked well I swear, as a, you'll you'll love the first movie. Worked so. well as a sequel slash reboot all at the same time. Exactly. Like yep. Me and number and, one should do a movie like that. You know. Sure. Like to be his trainer. Movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? <laughs> Good stuff. Good I like stuff. It. I like it. I still haven't seen the last Rambo, Last Blood. Is it good? 
I don't think anyone saw it. What do you have to be for? I don't know. I thought maybe some, one of us out of the four. I don't think anyone saw it. Did he have short hair in it? Was he still long haired? I don't. Again, I haven't seen no, it too. So I, don't, I think he had a. I think he had a haircut. Because didn't that come out right before COVID hit? Yes. Yeah. yeah Twenty nineteen. I, I think it fell between the cracks. Was he was a butcher now? Like or lived in worked in a daycare? That'd be great. Ram was a butcher. PTSD's like I gotta get on a plane. You gotta cut all this meat. I gotta go see for. That's fantastic. He's making air Yeah. You've seen, tacos. you've seen Grudge Match, haven't you? The one with De Niro and yeah. uh, Stallone. That's a, t- it, it's a guilty pleasure, but it's a horrible movie. Yeah, it's, it was a, But I do I like Alan Arkin. I don't remember it. I like Alan Arkin as uh, Stallone's uh, trainer. And he's about to hit the meat. He's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? It's very unsanitary. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm just picking up steaks. I don't know what you're doing right now. I just remember, I never knew how old they were until they started fighting. Like, oh. Oh, totally. Like, like oh, and it's, I saw it on the big screen. And, like, they would cut away from De Niro's punches. Mm-hmm. And on a big screen where they're that gigantic, you can mm-hmm. totally tell that he's pulling his punches. They're terrible. Stallone, <laughs> because he takes the human growth hormones and stuff. Does he? Still oh, yeah. had, like, a body where he looked like a badass, the even in his 60s. 70-something, and he still looks like he could bend all of us. Oh, head. absolutely. Wasn't there some picture of him recently on social media? Like, all bulked yeah, up and, him. like, holding up, like, you know, some weights or something like, like sure. that. And there was some sort of controversy. Like, about his, his, one of his kids has a TikTok, and he pops up in that every once in a while, and he still looks, like, yoked. Funny. Man. Isn't, we were talking about Stallone, or uh, Schwarzenegger this weekend, Jakobsen, and isn't yeah, it weird that Schwarzenegger <laughs> still makes movies, but they're not big-budget movies anymore, and they're, like, literally direct-to-video movies. And like that kind doing, of surprised me. He's doing what George Lucas wanted to do. Just make his own movies for himself. I just want to make a movie. Just, make some of them are still, like, but they'll surprise you every once in a while. You're like, oh, this is actually... Yeah, they're yeah. still good movies. Yeah, no, like, cause, no, I agree. George Lucas? Oh, no. He said Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. And I think of that, like, Stallone had that one where it was kind of a cop procedural, and it was him and an Asian cop, I don't, and it was, like, set in New Orleans, and it was a decent cop movie. Like good action movie and stuff, and uh, that like Chucky is my touchstone for those. He's like, oh, it's pretty good, <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'll, and I always say, I'm like, I'll give it the ten minute rule like or it. even the twenty minute rule, and I'm like, if I'm still interested after twenty minutes, let's keep watching. I like the new movie Tuesday game I have, where it's how many direct to DVD movies Nick Cage is in this week. Totally, <laughs> yes, my god. But he has a couple that are like I just saw the one uh, Willie's Wonderland. It's where he goes to the. Like abandoned Chuck E. Cheese, but it's yeah. like I heard of this. It's it's uh, it's definitely a B, you know, a B horror movie. Yeah, but it's pretty entertaining. It's, cool. It's Nick Cage messing up a bunch of animatronic Chuck E. Cheese stuff. That's hilarious. You better stop. And he doesn't now. say a word throughout the whole movie. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Nick Cage is what you want him to say. Wow. Because I loved him in. Well, he uh, screams and stuff, but he doesn't like say anything. Oh. I loved him in the. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because I loved him in the first Kick-Ass movie, especially yeah, right. when he'd be Big Daddy and yeah. in the Batman outfit, and he sounded like Adam West. Yeah, he was good. It was very fun. I love that movie. I, I, I do too, and it bummed me out that Ebert did not like that movie, and one of the reasons why, in a very woke moment, when <laughs> uh, Hit Girl is training with Big Daddy, yeah. and he shoots at her, and she's got the Kevlar vest, yeah. and he's like, yeah, that's too much, that's too much, and I'm like... That's- that's too much in that movie? Yeah, I'm like, give me a break, man. I go, they set it up. Yeah. She's laughing. Mm-hmm. I love you, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, she goes out and kills people. That first one was awesome. Yeah, first one. Like, and actually, I kind of like the second one. I don't I, remember I feel the second bad one. bad watching both of those. Why? 
Because she kills everybody in this little girl. It's a violent yeah. movie. That's what yeah. she's trained to do. Chloe like something Grace. Moretz. What? Grace Moretz. Grace Thank Grace. you. Yes, indeed. She's all grown up now, too. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She was in a movie I saw recently. She took off. And, uh, yeah, everything's going yeah, fine. She was in a movie I saw recently. And my wife, she's like, what are you watching? I just turned it on and started watching it. And she watched the whole thing. It's not her type of movie. Uh, and she is. It's during World War Say it two, two or one. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were I struggling with saying World War. It's like say it. What's it called? I said no. He had a fifty-fifty chance. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's either one or two. Do you want the first one or the second one? Were they in uh, trenches? Was Hitler? In no, she was in a she was in a plane and. Um, <laughs> Oh. I'm, I'm looking it up now. So it's uh, while you're looking. The cloud from oh, okay. 2021. Okay, and she's um um they're on a a plane of a, a bomber, uh, and she starts seeing gremlin. Okay, oh, it's like nightmare at ten thousand feet. But it, it's like not what you expect, and it, it gets a little cheese ball. But like at the end, my wife's like, "That was pretty entertaining." Oh, good. Yeah. Because so. she's in one where it's almost like the Hunger Games where it's her and her little brother. The Vanishing or something? Or the, it's like the, the Happening or not the Happening, but it's like some, The Something. Yeah, I can't like, remember There's like a plague or something. Yeah, like yeah. And it's yeah. post-apocalyptic in right, a certain right. way. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I like her a lot. Man, and unfortunately for her, and I saw the movie and it's creepy as hell. Uh, she was in that movie with Louis C.K., I Love You, Daddy. And oh, it is, yeah. And it is a, especially knowing yeah. about Louis C.K. the icky stuff of, and I, I was a massive and and I appreciate I his comedy. Fifth wave, that's yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I wanted okay. to see that Louis C.K. Didn't they take it out before it could get there? Before it yeah, it didn't play in. It didn't a, play anywhere, right? But I found it online. Somebody posted it, and it had literally Farsi, Middle Eastern language subtitles. Oh, cool! And it's a black and white movie. It looks like an old fashioned Woody Allen movie. <laughs> and and uh, Rose Byrne is in it from X Men First oh, yeah. Class and everything. Yeah, I like that. and um, uh, Charlie Day is in it, he's, and he's great. And Edie Falco awesome. is in it, and Chloe Moretz, That's and it's and and she is like a daddy's little princess that decides that she doesn't want to go to college right away. She just wants to bum around after high school. She's in a bathing suit in half the movie. She's a very lovely woman, <laughs> and uh, to, to put it clinically, and. Uh, yeah, there's just a lot of icky kind of uh, Electra as opposed to edible, Edible kind of uh, Icky stuff in there that it's just like Man, this is a creepy movie Did Louis C.K. direct it or something? Yes, he, made, he wrote an He was the record. dead too, like wasn't the he? Very, he is the dad Even if you're going to release it, maybe change the title Knowing what you know about Louis no C.K. Shit. Is, uh, like, the, just a title What's change title Well, again? but also well, I love you daddy, but daddy. also in the, movie, odd. in the movie He is a TV guy that's trying to break through And make movies and John Malkovich, I believe, was a star that he wants in, you know, playing a guy who's a star that he wants in his movies. And John Malkovich's character is a notorious old man that dates young women. They're legal, but they're oh, barely right. 18 and stuff. And he puts, the, he puts the moves on Chloe Grace Moretz, and she's kind of into it. And on the one hand, he wants to do business with Malkovich so he can get into movies. On the other hand, it's like, hey, that's my daughter. Oh, that's right. And it's just icky on so many levels. Was and it I, funny? Huh? Was it funny? No. No? Was no. it funny at all? No. That seems like one of those movies that's yeah. hard to separate the art from the artist. Well, yeah, man. And it was too soon when all the Me Too stuff was happening. And it really was like, okay, this make Like, it played at the Toronto Film Festival, I believe, before yeah. all the blank had to I hit the fan. I seen the trailer for it. And I, yeah. I thought it was going to be funny. Me too. And that's why yeah. I wanted to watch it. 
because I like Louis C.K. Me too. I don't, I don't know Me if he's too. back yet, though. No, he's well. He's trying again, but he's not as as uh, big as right. Because yeah, because I forget the name of that that club in New York that he played. The comedy club or something. The one that you go down to. Yeah, the cellar. And uh, and I have a buddy that every time he goes to New York, he always makes sure that he hits the cellar and sees people. He didn't see Louis, but Louis unannounced. I remember a couple years ago did a set, and it was a year or two after he got me tooed. And it was like kind of a surprise, and a lot of the audience left, right. and there were very negative reviews. Yeah. How how dare they? It's too soon. He hasn't really redeemed himself. And that is even, and I'm not expecting an answer, but I'm throwing it out there for the audience as well because it was a subject that came up this weekend. It's like, what is the time limit? And I say that with no judgment intended, yeah. positive or negative. But really, like, I guess it's you got to, as as Mike said earlier tonight when we were having dinner, you got to know the temperature of the room. When yeah. is it okay to come back? Yeah. I mean, we just saw that, and I don't mind make, making the point publicly, we were talking about Warren Ellis. And they, they announced that Warren, and I, I'm saying this to everybody, this is John talking, uh, if you didn't already know. But it was really interesting when Temple Smith announced, hey, remember Fell? Well, we're coming back, and Warren's writing it, and the flags immediately went up too soon, and how come he hasn't reconciled with the women that have accused him for the various things? And I'm still, I didn't even realize I was still on Warren's mailing list for his newsletter. Yeah. And late in the week, it wasn't the weekend, it was maybe Thursday, it might have even been Friday morning, I don't remember. But he made a statement and he's like, these are the things that I've tried to do to make amends. I understand that people still say I haven't done enough and I'm doing my best and I'm seeing a, a therapist and I'm very serious about trying to make amends and making myself a better person. I'm paraphrasing. But I, I, yeah, it's like, no, I don't know, man. I, again, I, I respect everyone who says, yeah, it's enough time. And I also respect the people that say, no, too soon. I think, I think it comes down to like two big factors. A, what do they do? Of course, absolutely. Uh, that's also, and um, just, you know, what do they do to kind of rectify it? Because, mm. you know. He said he had donated to a lot of women's groups and things right. like that. And again, is going through therapy. You know, kind of the same stuff you would hear from an alcoholic or a drug, drug ad- addict and stuff. But yeah, it's again. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer, and I and it will be interesting watching the subsequent years. You know what what is considered enough time? I don't know. I don't know. I know. Heavy. I, I know. Heavy. Very said, just stay off the internet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah, back to comedy. Um, yeah, I don't know what else you got. You know what I'm watching that I love, and she was amazing in Watchmen. But Gene Smart's new HBO Max show. It's called Hacks. And she's, she kind of plays a Joan Rivers, old oh, school, oh, oh, I've been doing the same routine. <laughs> Did you say that, Mike, earlier about Jay Leno? At dinner? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's okay. Again, I'm not trying to no, out no, you. No. I mean, but, no. Jay Leno's not that's cool, but like, I think he's, been, he's the guy that's been doing the same stand-up comedy routine Monica since 1980. Monica Lewinsky. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> say, uh, what hey, are you thinking of uh, Falkland Island state? Hey, the president <laughs> said um, if. Whatever. <laughs> Describe as. What is, yeah. What, what, what is the definition of is or whatever? Um, well, in this show, she's like a Joan Rivers and she's got a residency in Vegas. And she has been doing the same act for like the last 20 or 30 years. And um, her management it also reps a young woman comedian, art, or writer, comedy writer, who got in trouble with religion. And she kind of got canceled and lost her big television gig. So it's like, why don't you help Gene Smart write more contemporary stuff? And it's a great show because Gene Smart plays a real jerk. And she's really mean to this kid. 
and they're totally like not the same kind of people at all and at odds. But it's a fun it's it's a really smart, funny comedy show. And it, it impressed me in the way that Studio 60, live from the Sunset Strip, the Aaron Sorkin show that was kind of a faux Saturday Night Live. Aaron when, Sorkin. When they would try to do comedy, it wouldn't work. But their stuff is funny, and their and just the the story itself is good. It's called Hacks, mm. and it's on HBO Max. So H-A-X that's H-A-X or H-A-C-K-S? H-A-C-K-S. Hacks. Yeah, not Hacks, but Hacks. Like hack writing. Yeah, hacky. But it's good. And really... Every and I felt this way when I saw her in Watchmen as well, playing older Silk Spectre. She's oh, amazing. Yeah. She can do anything. She's really a what great actress. What's her name again? It's called Hacks. Not a lady. Jean Smart. Oh, Jean Smart. You remember Designing Women? That show, Designing Women. It was all the Southern women yeah. that were doing like home decorating and yeah, stuff. Was she in Watchmen? Yeah. yeah she's the, the new one. The new the TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's one. good. It's good. I want to watch. It's honestly everybody was scared that it was going to suck the the Watchmen TV show yeah, and right. it's it's very very good very oh, very cool. good and it's really a separate story that uses some of the original characters. Oh cool. And she she's she's Silk Spectre. I mean she's not in costume but she's Lori uh, Giuseppe yeah. as a, as an older woman now. Wow. Cuz it's 20 years later or 25 years I, don't know, I think it takes place in the 90s. Okay, yeah. So okay, maybe so maybe it's decade, only 15, like 10 decade. or 15. Yeah. But yeah, she's great. She's amazing in it. And Regina King. Regina King won awards. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Dr. Manhattan's really good in it. They had a new guy for him? Yes. And, Is he uh, still blue and glowing? With, with yes. They do show the crime. They crank. do show the penis? They oh. do show the, the, the uh, Manhattan Project. Well, they, uh, they, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be right if they didn't. You know? and, um, <laughs> and Jeremy Irons is fantastic <laughs> as Ozymandias. Oh, so they, the bad oh, guy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to watch. I watch this whole thing. Oh, it's excellent. It's really good. It's only no, like it's on HBO Yeah, it's it's actually, episodes. I think it's eight, but maybe yeah. it's ten. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. Oh, cool. It's great. I will watch it. I liked it. I don't watch a whole bunch of stuff that I gotta watch. Yeah, it's like homework. Oh, I got it. I'm way behind. I'm, be, I'm behind on Loki. I'm behind on Bad Batch. I love it. Bad Batch, yeah, Bad Batch. But Bad Batch is really good. Loki, I will say, HD has not been kind to Owen Wilson's nose. <laughs> now, this episode, you see, like, it was always it's bad. going in like six different directions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, you know, Loki, you're. Uh, yeah. so we've been watching you uh, wow. around here a little bit. Wow. <laughs> Did you guys think when he uh, when I saw publicity photos and I saw Owen Wilson, I thought he was going to play Howard Stark. Oh, Tony's dad, oh, yeah. like John Slatterly did, but just like a younger version yeah. of him. Hey, uh, Stark, uh, we're building a uh, wow shield. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you like Owen Wilson more than Luke Wilson, or vice, or no? Either way, I they're like, both okay. I like them both. I, I like, like them both. Should we? Old school. Yeah, old school. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Rosen, old school is my favorite. Yeah, that's yeah. Luke. Yeah. 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 Shouldn't they fight because you know he's on a DC Star Star Girl? Oh, that's yeah. true. He strikes yeah, it. That's right. Oh, He's Stripesy. He's fantastic as Stripesy. That's true. That'd be a good crossover. I saw yeah. some of that too. That's a good idea. Yeah, that was good. They're going to make the, se- the second season's coming up in a couple wow, weeks. Wow, cool. So, wow, our cool. friend Jeff Johnson. That's great, yeah. Wow. Wow, that's real. It's, <laughs> it's a good show. And I, I won't tell, I won't spoil, but they announced who the bad guy is. And I'll say it if you guys want, but wow, yeah, really I won't spoil it. Yeah. It's all right. It's yeah. a very, honestly, that young lady, and I don't remember, I always feel like a jerk. When I'm talking about a, a, a female actor and I don't know their name and I don't remember her name, but I think she's so good at Star Wars. Yeah. She's very, very good. 
I liked it. Yeah. I think I saw the first two or three episodes. Okay. It's a, it, it, it only gets better, sir. It, it, yeah. it gets really good. It's a yeah. very, it's a great like show. It. It's, it's a good great, great story, show. First few. And I love yeah. that Luke Wilson is stripesy, and yeah. he's good. He's yeah. funny. Yeah. I, you, and that his story is almost as important as Courtney's story. The kid. Yeah, Courtney. Yeah. So good stuff. I like that they showed yeah. high school kids in high school and their kids. Yep. That's what I liked about it. I agree. Right the way I saw that, like, oh, all those uh, Infinity Inc. Uh, legacy characters are in the show, like uh, uh, Beth Chappell's uh, Doctor Midnight and uh, Rick Tyler, our man. Um, they're in it. Oh yeah, they're they're they're. They were also in the other show. What was the other show? There was another show that had Doctor Midnight in it. Oh, then maybe it was this one, right? Because yes. I saw the promo posters. Mm-hmm. Well, and um, got new versions. Kind of like uh, Iron Man's uh, AI in his mask and how it's Jarvis. Yeah. For Beth Chapel, the AI is in the goggles, and it's the voice of Golden Age uh, Doctor Midnight, oh, cool. and it's ET. It's Henry Thomas. It's Elliot. Oh, is it? Oh, really cool. Yeah, cool. yeah. Because it was awesome. Because I saw the I saw the cast list, and Jeff was man. I miss Jeff. I literally hadn't talked to him uh, on the air in like ten years. And at the beginning of COVID, he's one of the first like big guys that I'm just like, all right, we're all sitting around. Come on the show. He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry it's been so long. So we had a great pre and during Stargirl couple conversations. Oh, cool. And Henry Thomas, he's like, you're going to be amazed at Henry Thomas without spoiling anything. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was great because he's just a voiceover. But the other oh, one cool. is uh, Ferrigno's kid is a character. In oh, the show I heard too. that. Yeah. And he's really good. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. really I mean, that's the cool like that's always the big sigh of relief. And I feel that way about Superman and Lois, too, that. The kids are actually good actors. Yeah, yeah they're not just the kid. Yeah. Right. They're not like a Growing Pains kid or that other show. Michael J. Fox brought the little kid. But these about? are little babies, though. Those guys were awesome. Yeah. Those my whole childhood. You know, when you when you're bringing the kid, it ruins it. But it's good because it's attracting the the teenagers to right. watch it, and then the adults for the, the superheroes. So are you caught up on Superman and Lois? No, no. I saw How many the first you- two. The good news is, and, and they already established it in the first two episodes, there's somebody that can hit Superman back and, yeah. and take him off like his feet. Like soldier in armor. Everybody. Every, there are even more. Oh, and cool. it's great because there are excellent Superman fighting action scenes yeah, in every yeah. episode. It's a great mix. And yes, yeah, and Tyler right. Hecklin is, is awesome. You know, I was yeah, talking, I like I was talking to our, our dear friend Mark Wade a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And even he said, uh, you know, at first, yeah. uh, I didn't like... Tyler Hecklin because he was too small, but the more I see him, the more I love him. And I'm like, great. yeah, he looks great. Well, and I loved even on Supergirl when he would play Clark, and that's the great thing is like he, he he's a great he's a great yeah, Superman. Like he's a great Clark. I told Hecklin. him that he's yeah. my favorite uh, Superman uh, uh, since Christopher Reeve. Sure, and he and he goes, oh, that's very kind of you. And I said to him, I said. No, really. Right, I, exactly. I, I really do mean that. I, yeah. I, I think you're, you're the best. Well, and, and Reeve is obviously in a class by himself and, because of yeah. his life. And, uh, you, you know, know. I, I, I've liked Henry Cavill. And, sure. And I've liked Brendan Ralph. Yeah. And, you know, and, and um, but meeting him and, and telling him that, and I, I really do feel that. And, and it's weird now that I'm thinking about it. I've, I've met. How many Supermans have you met? I've, I've met Christopher Reeve. Yeah. I've met uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. I've met Brendan, Brandon Ralph. And and Tyler Hecklin, 
Did you ever meet any of the Superboys? You meet Dean Cain? I, I never met Dean Cain. Yeah, I met okay. Dean Cain and the, Ralph and uh, Cavill, those three guys. I'm I sure Dean Cain will have Oh, and I met the uh, Superboys. I was going to ask you about the Superboys, yeah. yeah. I met one of Gerard Christopher. That's one. That's one and yeah. uh, John something. That's a weird name something. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've... i on the list. I've never met any of the Supermen. Um, I've met I've met all the classics. I've met I met Adam West. Met Adam West. Yeah, I met him. Uh, Christopher Reeve. I've let I've met Linda Carter, and I've met uh, um, um, uh, his name just slipped out of my head. Uh, Flash. Um, oh, John Wesley. Oh, Grant Gustin or John Wesley Ship. I've met John Wesley Ship. I got a great picture of me and him at Terrificon, and we're both leaning in and like we're about to run at each other. Poses and I love that that he did that with me and I look ridiculous because you know I built like a mailbox. Yeah, like, I'll be there in five seconds. Flash, um, I met uh, Lou Ferrigno many times and he's hilarious. And I told and I I, it was the first yeah. time uh, he had heard about the Red Hulk. And he's like, I like the green one better. I'm like, yeah, me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Adam West, of course. Um, that might be it for. Oh, and Jack Jackson Botswick, 1970s Captain Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one. Oh, and the other one that I'm missing uh, that I met, uh, um, superhero, uh, Grizzly Adams. Dan Haggerty? Who Dan did he play? Are you saying Grizzly Adams? No, Grizzly Super Adams. Adams. Yeah, yeah. sure you I met, I met, <laughs> I met two awesome. Indiana Joneses. Yes, you have. I met the Patrick guy, and then I met Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, I met Cowboys and Alien and Red Carpet. Yeah, and Ron Howard, too. And uh, Did Ron Howard direct Cowboys and Aliens? Or did Favreau? I think I don't know. I think it was Favreau. I think, I think Favreau did, but you met Ron Howard. Yeah, and John Favreau and Walton Goggins was the best. Right, right. And that other guy who, that. who hosted the Soup Show for a while. He's oh, on Joe, Greg Kinnear, Joe McHale. Joe McHale. Or Joe McHale. Yeah, Joe McHale. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was awesome. Well, I met actually to expand it further. I met the entire cast of the 2009 Watchmen movie. Nice. Right. So all those guys I met, including the very beautiful and hypnotic Malin Ackerman, Silk Spectre. Da, 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 da. Although I take that back, uh, Gina Carana, no, or whatever her name is, who played uh, the mom. No, not Gina Carano. Maybe I know you're talking about. Not Gina Gershon either. No, no. Uh, but original Silk Spectre. She plays in the flashbacks. Yeah, um, the, yes. The, 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 yes. The mom. Yes. I can't think of her name. I know what she looks like. I Carla Gugano. Yeah. Weren't you in an elevator with her or something? Yes, I didn't meet her. She is, well, I didn't meet her, but I was in the elevator. She's with her. stunning. She, my yeah. God, she's, yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm really a big fan in uh, Sin City when we get to see the well, full Gugino. I told the story about. <laughs> if you I will. told you the story about her, with Carla, her and I in an elevator. No, I, I, I forget what city I was in, and, and she was not at the show. I was at a show, but she was not at the show. And I walk into an elevator, and I'm like, well, "This woman is gorgeous." I'm like, hey, and like you get that feeling. Like, where do I know her from somewhere? But I'm trying not to make it too obvious because then you're, you're a stalker boy, you know? right? And then you're right. She, she, she <laughs> looks over and and I smile and I look at her and and then I do that. I know who you are. And she she winks at me and says bye. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like ah. Oh. We were at one of Brother Bear's shows, and Jewel State, who's from Firefly but also Stargate Atlantis, I we're in the we're in the lobby and I'm sitting in a nice chair. She's sitting in a nice chair opposite me, kind of like what we're doing there right now. Yeah. And I are. keep looking up and she's and she was so sweet. Because she knew, obviously, I recognized her from something. And, and, and she just smiled at me and stuff. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to bother you. But why do I know you? <laughs> and she goes, do you like Firefly? And I'm like, I saw the movie. But that's not She's like, how about Stargate Atlantis? I'm like, boom. 
That's what it that's is. It. And You're she could she could not have been nicer. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I get it all the time. I'm like, I'm thinking we went to school together. She goes, I get that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. You might have. So, Mike, besides, <laughs> besides me, who's the f- most famous person you've ever been? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> question. Um, besides actually, me, you can't name me. This is more local, but like in the store here, uh, Lance Briggs, the sure. uh, ex and yeah. uh, linebacker. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant. Oh, I was. Who am I? I'm thinking Lance, Lance Bass. Bass. Yeah, yeah. Lance Briggs. Of course, uh, Lance Briggs, they, Chicago Bears. Yeah, we we've we've all had our randomly shopping. And, we've uh, all had our encounters with Lance uh, Briggs. Good man, cool, super Good nice man. guy. One of my all-time favorites. So that was kind of a cool. Yeah, cool and loves comics. Yeah, yeah massively. Yeah, into yeah he had a nice little stack when he left. Um, uh, otherwise, I've met Kevin Conroy. Awesome, I've met Kevin Conroy. Cool. I forgot about Kevin Conroy. Um, nice. I haven't really done much, a lot of celebrity stuff, so I, yeah. I think that's the only one I've like. And uh, um, who else played animated Batgirl? And shame on me, I'm forgetting all my voiceover people. Yes, I met Tara Strong, and it was when they did The Killing Joke. I was on that press junket. And then I am friends with Susan Eisenberg, Cartoon Wonder Woman. Oh, nice, thanks. Um, I, and how cool is it that Tara Strong in Loki? She does the, the, the voice of the... The, the, animation, the, 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 the animation, the animation. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. No, she's great. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. She's great. But yeah, and I've, I've met the entire Justice League animated cast of the classic series. Um, and also, uh, God, my proudest moment was coming up with the idea for Baltimore... Because it was this year's the 25th anniversary of Kingdom Come, but we figured, all right, we can drift on that in late 2020. Yeah. Is it 25th anniversary? Yeah, yeah, it was 96. So the signing was, was five years it ago. It was for the yeah. Isn't that crazy? Kingdom Come. Yeah, yeah. was that awesome? The story yeah. With Alex Ross and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. Isn't that amazing? It's been five years. So um, for Baltimore and <laughs> Word Balloon, will Word Balloon listeners and maybe even IEL listeners might remember. So we did the Baltimore Comic Con online. And I had George Newbern, Superman, Susan Eisenberg, Wonder Woman, and Mark Wade narrating. And we transcribed scenes from Kingdom Come and had them playing older Batman or older Superman and Wonder Woman. Because there's this awesome Wonder Woman yelling at Clark like, hey, quit sitting on the sidelines. We need you. And then when she finally gets him involved again, it's like uh, time for talking's over. We go to war. Or sit out. Now she's telling them sit out because yeah. we're going to war and we don't need you. And it's this really strong, cool Wonder Woman stuff. And it really is confused Superman not knowing what to do, trying to do the right thing and follow his code. And she's like, code's out the window, man. She's like, these guys are out of control. The yeah. only choice is war. And, and also, like, <laughs> Mark, Mark got to do those great – they were narrative boxes in the comic – but he yeah. did it as a voice narrator that she kisses Clark like, and it's not a "I love you" kiss. It's "You don't get it." Goodbye kiss. Oh, and it really and it, I won't even try and remember the, the the dialogue. But it was so great, and really, I'm just a fly in the wall letting them all do the scenes. Yeah, and we had like one. four different scenes. There's the one where they're um, either on the moon or on the JLA satellite, and it's like he's saying. Uh, Oh, yeah, last time I fought Brainiac, I destroyed him. And she's like, whatever happened to his computer p- components? And he's like, well, part of it I buried. Part of it is hidden inside of a Pulitzer in Clark Kent's apartment. Just like <laughs> stuff, like just great kind of just bullshit talk that they're doing. And yeah, it was, it was fantastic. But yeah, it was great. How did you record these guys holding their breath on the moon? I know. And voice thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Thank you, everybody. But that was at least clever. Yeah, oh. as opposed to you know Peter Pun over here that like you know 
Johnny, Johnny, just for the audience, Johnny yelled at me this week. I totally yelled at him several times because I'd be I'd be in the middle of a story. And I'd say something like, and then there was lead. Yeah, get the lead out. And I'm like, yeah, it's not funny. But, uh, no, you're not you. the no. The quips were much funnier than that. No. Johnny just didn't think they were funny. No. <laughs> I said they were at the level of Bazooka Joe rapper com- comic jokes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Thank God you had the bubble gum. That's all I can say. So. That gum was hard to chew. I still liked it. Because yeah. it was only a penny or two cents or yeah. whatever. It was. And then it would ruin your teeth. It was hard, but the first couple of chews Oh yeah, no. It was a, it was a test on how strong your teeth so were. So did that kid lose his eye? Oh, Bazooka Joe, he had an eye patch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. Was he injured? He probably opened up the wrapper and the gum hit him in the eye. Yeah, exactly. Somebody spit out the guy was and like got in his eye. Or was that forever? It's like uh, it's like the Simpsons. Ow! The doctor said I can't get pudding in my eye. <laughs> Lenny says that, and then they're at the uh, they're at the the parade, and uh, Mr. Burns is making Homer shovel fish guts and, and hit the audience. And it's like Carl and Lenny, and Carl goes, so you got your eye patch off? Yeah, the doctor said I have to be really careful and not get anything in it. All of a sudden, this shovel full of fish guts hits him in the face. It's like, ow! And, and Homer's dressed as Santa Claus. He's like, why, Santa? Why? <laughs> Good stuff. See, I'm, I'm compensating for the fact that we don't have uh, Skokie here. Uh, Skokie Spidey. And we're in Skokie. We are in Skokie. Yeah, we don't have Skokie in Skokie. Kathleen! I can't do his voices. I can do bloody Michael Caine. He was busy saving the world. Yes. Fighting crime with his spider webs. That's true. I like, that's a great moment on Family Guy when uh, Peter's falling and there's the web net and he's like, wow, thanks, Spider-Man. And they cut the spider net. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. And he leaves. That was awesome. That was classic. Yeah. They always do, they always do good comic book references on Family Guy. There's one where they're playing, Justice League's playing strip poker. And Wonder Woman loses, like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I forget what the line is. That's my favorite clear. one is when they make fun of Aquaman and he's out in the he's out in the water and the guy's like mugging the girl on the beach and say, Hey, come out here. Yeah. Get, come out here in the water. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. I'll get you. You gotta come over here. You gotta come over here? I think it's the same strip poker one where uh Peter's either Superman or Batman and he was like one woman's taking off her top and he goes, Hey Robin, why are you looking at me? What are you, what are you looking at? Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> hey, Peter's playing poker with the Justice League. That's right. Hey Robin, what are you looking at? That's true. That voice. The best was when he created his own country and it was Petoria. And he goes, I was going to call it Peterland, but that gay by down the street beat me to it. Peterland. Good stuff. Still funny. Did you ever see him? I'm so bummed. He's been. Uh, suburban Chicago for people who don't know Chicago there's a great music stage a great outdoor venue that only plays during the warm weather it's called Ravinia yeah Ravinia and uh, a couple times pre-COVID Seth MacFarlane has done his music show really from there and he really can sing that's cool and his when he does he's like an old style I was gonna say when he does like Frank Sinatra and Tony Bennett material or stuff of that era he's really good and he has a giant Orchestra with him. I can hear that. His voice is made for this. He's. They did. I remember they did a Sinatra tribute after Sinatra had died, but just maybe just in honor of his memory or whatever. And he was one of the hosts and one of the singers, and it was fantastic. Wow. He's very, very good. Very good. Very good. Is this coffee? Have you noticed? By the way, you're not. I don't know. I don't believe you're reading Tom King's current Rorschach. I have not. And um, while he can't call the character Columbo. There is a policeman. 
that is totally trying to figure out what's going on in the story. Kong Columbus. And it abs- uh, he's got that trench coat, he's got the 70s hair, and it sure as hell looks like Columbo. But, he, you know, that's <laughs> up to interpretation. And I'm sure there are several generations that are reading the book, like Mike, that are like, I don't know what he looks like. Now that you mention it, I see it, but that was not the first thing to come to my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly. Well, that's Admittedly. just, again, you're, you're like, what, 13? Exactly. Well, it's like going to pick out Scoot. Enough, yeah. He's going to high school. <laughs> I remember asking Scoot, I'm like, how's your seventh grade teacher? He's like, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great yesterday because Kurt, Kurt, has you guys ever had Kurt on the podcast or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Right. Well, long time ago. Yeah. Long time ago. He was in here yesterday. He was going through the quarter bins and he was looking at Hero Illustrated. And issue, sure. Uh, issue from 94. And he looks over and he's like, how old were you in 94? Three. Yeah. I was like, two. <laughs> <laughs> so I am not so much Hero Illustrated. I constantly am on the lookout for amazing heroes. Oh, yeah. I'm constantly on the lookout for comics interview. And sadly, moment of silence for the great David Anthony Kraft. That was his magazine. And he passed away from COVID literally just like a month or two ago. He was wow. only like in his 60s. Yeah. And it sucks because he really – that's a great magazine. And that's truly kind of the headspace that I want to be in when I do my Word Balloon interviews because yeah. I used to read all those magazines. And it was really great to see what creators were thinking about while they were making the stuff. Yeah. And that's, again, what I try to do with my shit now. I used to like comic scene. That yes. Was, wait, that was before yes. Wizard and all that stuff. Comic scene. It was right around the Starlog era. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, you brought up um, passed, passed Away um, from I Like Pink uh, very much. Lois. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm glad you mentioned that, yeah. Francis, please. Yeah. I, I did want to bring up uh, yeah, yeah. about our, our friend, uh, who's a Ricardo. fan of us, Ricardo. Ricardo Rodriguez, everybody. And, and uh, just wanted to say our condolences to everybody out there. Yeah, man. Sorry to hear that. No, Such a shock. Sad, yeah. yeah. Not an old man at all. It was rough. And as I said online on I Like Pink, any any time I would have, hey, I'm scratching my butt right now, <laughs> Ricardo would like it and just constantly watched <laughs> us and listened to yeah. us, watched Word Balloon religiously and stuff. Really good guy. Always and I'm very, very sad. And, and it's, and yes. Things, yeah. It got to the thing very where your positive. fans are so much uh, involved with you where you start learning about their life. Absolutely. Like, I think he was from Austin, Texas. I think. Maybe. I know he was definitely Texas. Texas. New Mexico or something. But I remember when his Texas, dog died, and then he was going yeah. through rough things with his dad, and then he had a new dog, and you, like you learn that stuff just by interacting well, social, with them. Social media, yeah, social media. Yeah, that's why it's social. Absolutely. And then you become friends and never yeah. meeting in person. Well, we just met. You still, you still feel it when he's gone. Absolutely, the one positive aspect of social media. Like, yeah, I mean, well, the negative things you have that positive. I yeah. I only met him the first time this weekend. Kevin Bixby, one of our regular oh, yeah. viewers yeah. and listeners, and that was amazing. Because yeah. yeah, that's another guy that he's a guy who came up from being a fan, and then he came to our drink and draw, and then I go to I text him and say I'm going to Harold's, and he meets me there. So he's he became a friend. Wow, because yeah. he's like on, he's in Lombard, yeah, which is totally like an hour away from you. And I'll just text him. I'm going there. That's and fantastic. He shows up. Yeah, he hung out with us on the fight night. He was really yeah. cool that night at uh, you know our the at pizza our, place at, yeah. at our destination. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. But yeah, and so a lot of people get involved with your life that way, and then yeah, uh, there's a bunch of guys do that, and even Brian Lynch is kind of you know. Another guy, just a fan of the store, fan of the podcast. Then you end up meeting them and they become your buddies. And like Haas, every time we're in New York, we yeah. see oh, Haas. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Haas. Um, getting back to <laughs> magazines like Comic Scene and Comics yeah, Interview Comic and that Scene, stuff. Yeah. If everybody doesn't know, 
the Internet Archive, which is the URL is archive.org. It has a lot of video. It has a lot of audio. But it has a lot of print that are PDFs or other – they have the Kindle-supported uh, digital thing for books and the, I, the iBook thing, everything, any different way you can download. They have a ton of the Warren, creepy, eerie, all those publications. They have those. They also – you mentioned Starlog. Yeah, they have Starlog. from the first issue to the last – they have the entire run of Starlog. And for younger people that don't know, that magazine was amazing. It was cool. And not only would it cover things that were really being made at the moment, but they even had productions that never actually got filmed, but you'll have conceptual art. That's where I first saw Return of Jedi photos of the Red Guards. Mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, who is this? I used to get those magazines every – for my birthday or for Easter or when I was sick or something. sure. And then Comic Scene is where I first saw the Superman sequel. They were going to put or one of the movies. I don't know which movie it was, but it was a Christopher Reeve sequel. I was like, man, what is this? And that's, maybe even the first movie it might have been. But that was cool. I know Superman was in Starlog a lot. Yeah, you, yes. Star Wars. you get lucky sometimes going to like a half-price books or a second-hand yeah. bookstore and they have stacks of old Star Logs. And kind yep. of, it's cool to flip through. Do they still publish that magazine at all? No, no, no. no it stopped in the 80s. Or early 90s. Fangora is the one I'm thinking of. And um, yeah, Fangora came back. Fangora came back. Um, came back. And Famous Monsters of Filmland came back as well. And I think it might even be published by Fangoria. I can't remember. A lot of them get lower distribution and they feel more underground now. Yeah. But they're out there. Yeah, a lot of magazines go from instead of monthly, it's like instead of 12 issues. Like quarterly or or bi-monthly. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Well, and again, magazine prices now are through the roof. Right. They're like under just under twenty bucks, or yeah. Right. And again, that's that's a shame. Um, and also regarding the Warren books, Bill Shelley, who passed away in twenty nineteen, uh, released a Jim Warren biography with a lot of great interviews for people who work for him at oh, Creepy yeah. and Eerie and everything. And Fantagraphics, Fantagraphics made it. I don't know if it's still in print or not. It went out of print at one point. I don't know if they went back to press and printed more. I'm glad I bought it when I did. And it's a fantastic history of Jim Warren. And, you know, he created those magazines yeah. kind of in the way that Mag, uh, Mad Magazine went from being a comic book to a magazine to avoid the comics code and be able to do good horror stories that actually had some teeth in them, for a lack of a I better I met word. Jim Warren years really? ago. Really? I've never met him. Tell me. When I was uh, first starting, I didn't even know Franco yet. I was just starting with my Cray Baby books. And, and when I went to show him my Cray Baby books, he looked through them. And he goes, I like this guy. And he was pointing at Captain Camel, Space Chicken. I like this. This is really cool. And I'm like, really? And then he's like, yeah. And then when he gave me the book back, and then people saw, do you know who that was? I like, I don't know. And then they told me who it was. I kind of knew he was somebody, because he looked, he had the suit on, his older gray hair, little beard. And he was sitting with another famous, I forgot who it was. It had been an artist. It might have been Busama or somebody like that. And... Um, People told me that he publishes these magazines. I'm like, oh, cool. He said he likes my characters. And I was like dreaming. Like, I got his card and I started, I sent him a letter, but I didn't get any, or sent him a pitch. But back then, I didn't know what to pitch. I just drew him a sketch. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was. your fan mail. Like, sent him really. I think it was in the 90s when Warren went bankrupt and Harris kind of. Yeah, Harris kind of. Like, bought, bought all, the, all the IPs, like Vampirella and oh, stuff that, at that that's time. Right. That's where yeah. she comes from, Harris Comics. Who does? Vampirella, that's what I know her from. Vampirella's before that was Jim Warren. Yeah, but that's where where it came from. That's where you really see 
I remember her from that. From well, that's yeah, and that's fair from that era yeah. and everything. But yeah, you know, she goes back to the seventies. Yeah. God, there were so many beautifully painted vampirellic and and uh, creepy and eerie covers. Yeah. Let alone the interiors. He did have that stuff on his table. I remember that. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. No, I always look for that stuff. And again, if people just want to read the PDFs, and not only do they have the obvious of creepy and eerie. But Warren would do like Famous Monsters of Filmland. Those are on there. He had two magazines that they only made six issues of each. One, and they were both from either the late 50s or early 60s. One was a Western one that took uh, stills. It was like Famous Monsters of Filmland, so it wasn't comics. Yeah. But it would cover, and especially in the late 50s, early 60s, when Westerns were really at their peak, and especially on TV as well as movies. He had a Western magazine for six months, and he had another magazine called, I don't remember what it was called, but then he also had one called, with, that was called Spaceman. And it was during the early space program where it was still the Mercury astronauts and before we were on the moon. And he had both NASA conceptual art and stills from all these great movies, Flash Gordon, the 40s, the 50s, everything. And there, again, if you like, if you've seen Famous Monsters of Filmland, the old issues, these are really interesting in these other genres. And yeah, I, I I think all the Warren stuff is incredibly fascinating. I think he might have been with um, there's an artist who used to draw real stretchy guys. I think he might his name was Basil Wolverton. Sure, I think that was him. I think he might have been with him because now I'm trying to think of. Or was it Basil Gogos, the monster the guy? Yeah, the painter. Because he did a lot of he did a lot of covers for it Warren. Might have been that makes more sense because I know I met I both met Basil. those guys. But you I can't the, remember. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, but I oh, can't you guys remember. You met Jim and Jim Warren and yeah, this other guy. I think uh, it might have been with him. Okay. And I met Wolverton. I met them both, but wow. it was really long time ago. Before I was, I was just starting. Sure. So I was just walking around, you know, amazed that I was in the room with all these guys. Yep. So I didn't really have interaction with them. The meeting them means I went to their table and said hi. Sure. You know? But that was. Yeah, but that counts. Yeah, it does. Count. It's in my memory, you know. No, if you I remember, met him. I remember seeing all that art. Now that I'm, ref- I haven't thought about him all these years. Sure. But then he came by when he walked around. I remember uh, uh, Warren. Uh, he came over and remembered me, and that's when I think he gave me his card. Mark Evanier yeah. had a great San Diego panel where they were remembering the '60s. And it was Louise Simonson and uh, the late great Len Wein and Marv I ought, uh, Marv Wolfman and uh, Louise was a editor yeah. was an editor actually she did everything at Warren but also oh, it was her, wow. yeah she was like before Marvel and DC and oh stuff? yeah yeah and this is when she was still Louise Jones Wheezy Jones oh cool yeah. Jeff, Jeff Jones's uh, um, that was their first marriage oh cool and. Um, he didn't have the greatest page rates, but he would get these incredible old EC artists and even current artists like Neil Adams and all the greats of uh, the Silver Age and early Bronze Age. And Len Wein was saying, you know, Louise would call, Louise would call, and she, and first of all, Louise was like Marsha Brady when she was young. Uh-huh. And she's still a lovely woman, yeah. but she really was like, I will sit down and talk to Louise Jones because she's like already pleasant to look at and a very yeah, nice lady yeah. and incredible. And she would call like Len Wayne or Wolfman and be like, hey, uh, we got a 10-pager. Uh, we need a writer. We got a slot if you want it. No, Weezy, I'm not going to take Warren's cheap-ass page rates. And she's like, oh, that's too bad. You know, John Severin's the artist. Hang on a second, Weezy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes, Basil Wolverton or Neil. Hang on, Weezy. Yes, I want to do it. Okay. 
And that's she was great that way. And she she told those stories. Man, she's the best. And that's another one that I'm so glad that I got to know better yeah. during during the pandemic. And I mean, Walter's always been amazing. She was real cool. But yeah, God, I, you know. And I really I, I was happy to represent your guys' conversation with uh, Louise. Mm-hmm. Was it with both of them? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Walter and Louise. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I had them both on during you know about. Uh, about eight months ago, ten months ago, something like that. And then I had um, who interviewed um, uh, Christy Blanche from I Am Unsy mm-hmm. interviewed Louise for the Baltimore Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'm like, yeah, like let let's let two women do that. I'm like, I don't need it. It was funny as like years ago, it took my wife would come over to San Diego, and so we got real close with um, Mike Carlin and his wife. Because my wife and his life, the wife look like sisters. They look the same, same size, same color, same color hair, same everything. <laughs> and so they were hanging out. And so my wife came up to me and with uh, my Carlin's wife and, uh, and, and a third woman. And she says, Art, and I'm just drawing. She goes, I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with uh, to, uh, to lunch with my friends. And I can't remember. I think your name. I don't want to yeah, say it. Mrs. Carlin. Yeah, Mrs. Carlin. And my friend, my new friend Louise, I look up, it's Louise Simonson. And you're, you're going to lunch with Louise Simonson? She goes, hi, Artie. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then she goes, see you later. I'm like, and I see them all three walks. I'm like, holy cow, my wife's meeting them. This is like a <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Show. Well, and, they're, and, and she's meeting them as women, not yeah, comic book as, women. Yeah, as fans and women. Yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. working. Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. And no. I'm like, wow. And I kept telling my wife's with Louise Simonson right now. They're, I wonder what they're eating. What I, I've been, talking about. I've been, I've been working with Jim McLaughlin on uh, some drink and draws that we did online for Hero Initiative. Because the COVID year was really shitty for Hero. And sorry for dropping the S word every now and then. For everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, it was for everybody, of course. But you know, like literally like 80% of the fundraising for Hero Initiative would happen at live shows. Yeah, absolutely. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, anytime, Jim... You need my help to gather a group of artists to do a drink and draw, just say the word. And a lot of them, and, and Jim would get a lot of the, the big hitters, but I would, you know, I'd fill it, Ryan Dunleavy, my buddy, and Gabe Hardman, and people like that. And, um, but Walt would be at so many of them. Yeah. And a lot of them would just, boil, I mean, they were all just hanging out and just shooting the breeze, and it was great. But a lot of them would just boil down to, okay, Uncle Walt, tell us another great story yeah, about the 70s. Awesome. Well, you know, there was this thing. Yep. And it's like, it's fantastic. We're all like, yes. Then what happened, Walt? Yeah. Again, one of, one of my favorite um, things ever was when they came to do the Superman signing in New York. And then I got to take them to lunch. And, yeah. And I'm like sitting there and, you know, Carl Potts. Um, oh, that's great. I love Carl Potts. He, he lives close to the store. I got to make that connection out because I know you guys have got to put it in with Carl. Go and, ahead. And, uh, he, he came to the store and was <laughs> hanging out because they were there. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, well, come on. She goes, no, no, they're the guests. I'm like, Carl, please come with us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come to lunch. And like, it was like buying them lunch. And I just sat there. Yeah. And I just listened. Yeah. <laughs> just looking and it, at it. It was just. It That's like awesome when, to hear all these old stories. When when, yeah. when Chaykin came to the Skokie yeah. store, and we yeah. took him for a steak dinner afterwards, yeah. and we were all just like, "Go on, Howard, keep going." It's all I good. love it. Uh, somebody made a joke about me, and he yelled at me, "Hey, leave Artie alone. He works hard." <laughs> and I'm like, "That's right." And he winked at me. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys remember? And he was at like the last terrific con we were at back in 2019. Bob Rosakis from DC, the Answer Man. Oh yeah, probably. They would always yeah. do like they, that. Was always like a page kind of Q and A from fans. When was the first time oh, yeah. that yeah. – so what is the first issue where Superboy encountered the Legion? Oh, it was an adventure whatever. 
And uh, it was like Paul Kupperberg, Rosakis, and Howard Chaikin. And I knew Paul, and I knew Howard, and Howard's giving me grief in a very funny way, and I'm laughing. And I'm like, Bob, how do you do? My name's Sean Suntress. I have a podcast called Word Balloon. And, you know, to do that in 2019, yeah, you and literally like 7,000 other people. And I get that. It's totally okay. You don't have to know who I am. I'm like, I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. I gave my card. I'm like, I would really love to have you on the show someday. And I'm just walking down Artist Alley, and I hear Howard and Paul go, John knows what he's doing, Bob. You should totally do the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, thank you, guys. That means a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I just had Ron Friends on, who was amazing. And first time I ever really had a long conversation with Ron. He was fantastic. He's doing a book with Roger Stern and uh, Sal Buscema. And it's called Heroes Union, and it looks and it looks like and reads like a great Bronze Age story. So if you miss fun super team books from the seventies and eighties, this is what they're giving you. And it's fantastic, and it's full and full. Who's it from? Binge Comics, new company. It's sixty four pages of story for three ninety nine. Nice. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know if you ordered it, Mike. Is it out already? No, not yet. Oh. Uh, then we we'll probably have some on, oh. on hand. That's good to hear. And, uh, and Ron was great. And I, again, I got a great compliment. He's like, oh, no, I actually talked to some of my friends who've done your show. And they all said, you know what you're doing. And I'm like, that's great. Fantastic. Did, if he said, did he say anything moderately funny? And then did you yell at him? I did. Many okay, times. Good. Many <laughs> times. Uh, it's true. Shut up. Follow tell my story, friends. Who cares about Spider-Girl and Blue Superman? Jerk. <laughs> no. Didn't happen. Who cares? Didn't happen. Um, well, again, on Word Balloon, I let them tell the stories. If it's us just talking amongst... And you guys have been very nice to me. You've let me tell my stories, yeah, and I've interrupted with uh, Peter Punt. I think, I think we're tired from the whole week. Yeah, it could be. Exactly. It's like, yeah, go ahead, Johnny. If you're talking, we don't have to talk. Like so we can wrap if you want, because we did good right now. I don't, it's up to you guys. I, that's why like, I, don't mind nice ending on a, I don't mind ending on a high. I mean, I don't mean a, a stoner eye. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have to wind this down at yeah. some point because uh, i got to fly back home. Tomorrow. I know. I'm sorry. Well, I'm glad for you and everything, but I'm sorry you're leaving. Thank you. And uh, by the way, for everyone in the tri-state Connecticut East Coast area. New York, Connecticut. Yeah. If you will. We're all uh, – Francis and I will be at Terrificon. Artie is not. Artie no, will I'm, not. I'm he not does not like us. Artie's hurt. Well, Artie's hurt. Artie's playing hurt. It's all right. But I'm really excited. It's going to be great. It'll be uh, my, my first show. I'm assuming it's your first show back. Yes, I'm excited to get out and about. And, yeah. and he's got some amazing guests coming to the show. And the aforementioned Ron Friends and Paul Kupperberg will be there. Oh, yeah, like Jerry Ron Ordway Friends. will be there. I believe Brett Bledding will be there. Dan Jurgens. Or Breeding. I always get it wrong. I like Dan Jurgens too. Dan Jurgens is definitely going to be there. Absolutely. I remember uh, he, he told us once at the DC party, we're all amazed looking around. He goes, Guys, come here. I'm like, Yeah. He goes, Eventually, you'll realize that you're just here for the food. <laughs> Thanks, man. He goes, all right, take it easy. Have fun. <laughs> um, That's what he said. <laughs> Justice League cast, uh, um, animated cast, George Newbern, Superman, Susan Eisenberg, Wonder Woman, and Maria, I never remember her hyphenated name, who, uh, who played Hawkgirl and also Gina Lola Brigida. Um, Franco will be there. Franco. Francis will be there. Franco will be there. But it's... Um, 
the July 30th through August 2nd, I believe. It's definitely July, that last July 30th, 31st, and August 1st. Oh, there you go. Thank you, buddy. Three days. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Friday, oh. Friday is a late start. Right. Day, and then it's all day Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I'll be doing things. I already know what I have to do. Yeah. But it, no, we're really, honestly, we're very excited. Um, I'm really glad that things have opened up enough that Mitch can include panels as well as just people being in Artist mm-hmm. Alley and stuff. It's a great show if you've never been. It's at Mohegan Sun. Mohegan Sun. The Native American Casino, which... Lose money more than well, way. Well, you know, honestly, Mike, That's right. not, I mean, yeah, there is the casino. So if you like to gamble, mm-hmm. you got it. But the great thing is, restaurant. it's just an amazing resort with incredibly great bars, restaurants, yeah. pool, like swimming pool, golf courses. No taxes. It's, it's, it's an amazing resort. <laughs> and I'm so fortunate. And I thank you, Francis, for... Hooking me up with Mitch okay. and Mitch letting me do the amount of panels that that's, I do there. That's the reward I get for you yelling at me. Exactly. I know. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> but yeah, terrible no, friend. It's a, it's a, he puts on a good show. It's and, a really uh, good show. I'm excited to go because it's been, I, I think this is the first show since C2E2 C2 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 last year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I called it, the last con standing. Yeah. Yeah. Dos, yeah. dos. And all of us that week afterwards, I don't know about you guys, but I know I was talking to Tom King every day afterwards, like, all right, I, I don't feel well, and I think it's concrete, but I don't know. It might be this COVID. I'm not sure. And it wasn't until, like, the Friday after the show, like five days later, that I'm like, all right, I feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, everything's all right. My that's normal good. three days. Yeah, that's all right. Then you sleep it off. But, it was, yeah, Paranoid Tom and I were just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was crazy. So. It was a good time, though. Oh, yeah. And it will be a good time at Terrificon. So uh, please join us if you're in the area and you're so inclined to want to go to a show, uh, it's a great, it's a great, great show, and you will have a great, great time. Before then, they should tune in for you and me and Mitch uh, for the new Star Trek. No, it hap- it starts yeah. after, oh, yeah, yeah. So mid mid August. Uh, <laughs> yes, oh yeah, oh yeah. Trek Watch will come back uh, in a couple weeks, like in about a month and a half. Okay. Whenever Lower Decks comes back. We will start mm. the process again. And I'm assuming they haven't announced a start date for Prodigy, the Nickelodeon show, that will also be streaming. Is that the Mark Millar property? No, no. it's um, Star Trek Prodigy. Oh, Star it's Trek. a kid's show. And uh, Kate Mulgrew as Catherine Janeway will return. Uh, <laughs> and it's a, about a group of teenagers that find an abandoned starship and can figure out how to make it fly again. And they're off on missions. And Catherine Janeway is the AI in the ship, so it's not really her. It's a you know, yeah. It's her voice though. It's oh yeah, she's yeah, doing she's it. Chicote. Yeah, exactly. I, I know that's Artie's favorite that's thing the about only Star Trek. I watched that, that show. Seven exactly. of Nine was on it, right? Seven of Nine. Yeah, I watched that. Chicote. And they have already put out Janeway. the teaser. It won't come out till twenty twenty two, but they already put out the teaser for. Uh, the second season for Picard. I don't know when that will start. Oh, that looks cool. The, the Q is back. Looks cool. Did you like it? Yeah, I, I saw it. just the okay. teaser. I saw sure. Yeah, because he had an older costume on. Yep. like gray suit or something. Well, time is broken. Yeah. So yeah, something happened to the timeline, and he's got to go back in the past and fix it. That's cool. That's it. I have to admit, I'm intrigued. He looks. And plus, concerned. Q is back. John De- John Delancey. Oh, that's right. That's what. And I, I love that guy. He's fantastic. Great character. They just made a meagle figure of Q. Really? Yeah, Q and Picard. Funny. Yeah. Were they old or are they? Uh... They're uh, from Next Generation. Okay, Next Generation yeah. period. So yeah. okay, they still have brown. So they look cool. Q, Q still has brown Q hair. Has a and big Picard's, head. You know. he had a big hat. 
Looks well, like Capitan. the Pope almost. He's got a big forehead. Yeah, but no, it's a big tall hat. Oh, like the oh, it's the yeah, it's the outfit that he had on in the pilot and in the last yeah. movie or the last episode. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Yes, indeed, mm-hmm. and all good things. But, uh, Number one. Not true. Yeah, follow us when you see us. Yeah, follow us when you see us, Mike. Thank you for great eight years, great years of service. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the, you know, it was a fun eight years, a lot of memories that I won't yeah, soon man. forget. Met a lot of awesome people, met you guys, so it's yeah. uh, all positives for me. Yeah, man. Awesome. We'll still know yeah. you. Artie, I hope Thank your feet you. feel better. Yeah, I'm getting there, man. I understand. Heal up. Yeah, slow and, and Francis, I'm going to miss you. Have a safe flight home. And, uh, I mean, we're going to talk. We're going to probably pop sometime this week. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. I mean, I don't want to promise anything unless it's really? done. But I would imagine it, it may not be the full cast, but it well, definitely will be a few yeah, of us. With school over and, and uh, maybe schedules a little bit more fluid. Yeah. Fluid. We can uh, get together and do some more of this. Absolutely. Yeah. So until then, uh, I like prank, prank very I like prank very much. Like prank. Prank. <laughs> prank. I like Fink very much. I like Fink. Fink. I like John Frank Frank from uh, The Simpsons. Ah, what the play. Uh. <laughs> Number one, I say it. We never heard him say it before. You gotta say it. I like Pink. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> very good. Very good. You guys are awesome. Come say see it. us when you find us and all say that stuff. Say it. Been nice to each other. Okay. Don't fight no crime. Okay, okay bye-bye. <laughs>